0: Hello there, it's Eva. Um This is my new podcast. <laughs> I've wanted to do this for a very long time but it's a very scary thing to start. But I feel like what I have to say might actually help a lot of people. Um, I went through a really, really dark time and I kind of went through it alone because I didn't really know how to talk to people about it. Um, some people knew what I was going through but I just... couldn't open up about it Um, and I feel like I have learned a lot of skills that could help hopefully a lot of people even if it only helps one person it's time well spent so if you know anyone that may be struggling please point them in my direction I'd be happy to help so I just want to start off by giving a trigger warning I will be mentioning self-harm restrictive eating so please don't continue on if you think that you could be triggered by any of these topics so i i'm finally starting to talk about it i have been struggling with my mental health for the last 10 years i say struggling i feel like i'm on a very good path at the moment and i feel like it's taken me a very long time to get here and a lot of hard work so i'm gonna give myself credit for that um i'll talk you through my story now um when i was in school um, my family kind of it didn't fall apart my mom and dad separated my dad struggled with addiction and um, he went to rehab and I found out I had a sister and all these things along with like pressure to do well in school when I'm quite badly dyslexic um not from my family but from myself I'm the type of person that wants to do well and I I just struggled with this. Another thing is like when I was in school, I struggled to make friends. Even in primary school, I struggled to make friends. I never really felt good enough. I felt like I didn't fit in, and that like I was annoying people or I was weird. A lot of people told me I was weird, which I probably am. But when you hear this enough, you start to doubt yourself and you just start to wonder what's wrong with you. One of the teachers in my primary school. Kept trying to tell my mom that I had ADHD and that there was something wrong with me. We even went to school psychologists where they found out I was dyslexic. And then when I was in secondary school, I went to the guidance counselor and I I kind of, that's when I first opened up, I was like, oh, I'm not happy. And he was like, oh, yeah, but it's just this and this. And maybe if you had a direct, like, understanding of what you wanted to do when you were older, um, you might actually feel a bit more motivated. You feel happy (laughs) and I still don't know 100% what I want to do other than help people. So <laughs> um and I'm happy now so but then kind of in fifth and sixth year the pressure of everything trying to deal on, with what I, was going on at home and not processing that properly um I kind of just really fell into bad habits and I just couldn't cope with my emotions. I felt horrifically low all the time and it it fluctuated between feeling a huge amount of emotional pain and feeling completely nothing feeling numb and as if I was just paused in the world and it didn't make a difference because of this I turned to self-harm I I turned to self-harm as a way to let go of painful emotions when they felt like they were getting too much I genuinely felt like I couldn't get it out and it was going to kill me. <laughs> um, Sometimes it would manifest in really bad pains in my chest. Sometimes I would just feel so low that I just didn't want to be here. And there was a, a suicide in my family. And I just never wanted to affect my family the way that that affected my family. Um, Like, uh, everybody has has their own stuff going on and I just felt like I couldn't do that to people that I would have left behind. So I started self-harming, like it started with little things and, and it kind of just grew and grew because like you start getting used to it and you start wanting more and it became a problem that I kind of lost control of. Um, I went, asked for help, I turned around to my mum, my best friend actually found out we were going to get our belly button pierced and she dragged me by the arm and and found out and she actually threatened to tell my mom and gave me a deadline to the amount of time that I had to come clean to my mom and this was really hard for me because I was like oh my god I've let her down like I always felt like I had to be really brave um because like obviously it's a hard thing when you see your family like fall apart like not fall apart but it happened for a good reason like my mom and dad weren't supposed to be together and like, I ha- I just felt like I had to be brave for my younger brother. Um, so I didn't know how to express any, like, painful emotions. I just hid them and bottled them up. And what you build up has to come out of you somehow. And mine just happened to be with self-harm. It was the only release that I had. Um, and then, I, so we went to counselling. I went to a lady like Monica or whatever. And I just, I actually didn't connect with her at all. I told her about the self harm. She was like, "Yeah, just make sure you you avoid certain areas and and you're you're careful about it." Like she never told me to stop. So then, it just continued to get worse and worse. Then, I kind of told my mum that I wasn't enjoying going to Monica, and then we went to Pieta House. I'm telling you now, Pieta House is amazing. Um, they were so lovely to me. I remember my counselor. Her name was Jen. Um, she kind of was the first person that made me feel not so alone and that what I was feeling could actually be helped. Because at this stage, I I just genuinely could not see a way out of it. I I thought that this was going to be my life. I was always going to be in so much pain. And and it's hard to explain to somebody the pain of depression and the pain of, of really low lows to the point where I would dissociate. So I just wouldn't even... Realize what was going on around me I'd just be stuck in this hole Um, and she let me know that she was listening and she let me know that what I was feeling was completely valid and that she believed me I think that was a huge thing for me because I always put on such a huge happy exterior Um, like I'd bounce around the place I'd always be full of energy like you'd never in a million years know that there was anything wrong with me um but then when i went home and the facade came off i i was just unbearably low and it was just i kind of kept putting on this mask so every time i'd go out i'd be like hi i'm this bubbly how are you like oh my god isn't it wonderful like isn't life so great Um, almost like toxically positive and inside i was really struggling and this kind of up with the fact that I was a entertainer in a kid's toy shop for five years like I would go to work I'd put on a costume and then all of a sudden I'd play this character if I was a ragdoll I was a ragdoll like there was no in between with me um if I was on safari everybody in the shop knew I was on safari (laughs) but it was easier to play this part that I could make up in my head than be myself and I loved that job because it felt like a holiday um, I felt like I got to play different versions of happy people. Um, but at the end of the day, I was going home and I still had to get into bed and deal with my emotions. Being at house made me feel not alone and, and Jen turned around to me and she was like, Aoife, I think you need a little bit more help. Like, I think this is pretty serious. Um, I think it could be something other than depression like or it could be something a little bit different. I recommend you go to John and God's see I think his name was Sean some some doctor there and he he diagnosed me what with what was called borderline personality disorder um this is a bit of a random not a random but a bit of a a broad diagnosis because it can look different on everyone that it's uh, that is diagnosed with it I try not to to actually label myself with it because like I don't want to it to kind of give people an overview of something that's not what it is. <laughs> um, BPD for me is, or emotion, like it's also called emotionally unstable personality disorder. It's just having no emotional skin so that everything hits you a hundred, like a lot harder than normal people or people that don't have a mental health diagnosis. It means that when I'm happy, I'm really happy. But when I'm sad, I'm really sad. When I'm angry I'm really angry but when I'm feeling loved I really feel loved so it's important to realize that there's two sides of that coin Um but unfortunately when I was getting diagnosed I hadn't seen the other side of it Um I would get to a point where my emotions would drop so low that I would just completely switch off and I would turn off my emotions but the problem was I wouldn't really be able to turn them back on so once they were off they could stay off for months and I wouldn't feel anything I wouldn't feel any joy wouldn't feel any sadness wouldn't feel any anxiety um which was good in some ways but it was also horrific I was standing at a birthday party being like oh my god I should be so grateful I should be I should be happy that all my family care about me this much or that my friends bothered to come or that I got loads of lovely presents but I feel empty like what is wrong with me um realistically there's nothing wrong with you. If you're feeling like this, like there's loads of things you can do to get help. Um, there's loads of things that I've learned along the way that will hopefully help people if they, if they want a little reminder. Um, and then from there, like one of the treatments for borderline personality disorder is DBT. This is dialectical behavior therapy. This is um, designed by a lady called Marsha Linehan. Um, she also had borderline personality disorder and it's kind of a set of skills in f- mainly four different groups, but they all revol- revolve around mindfulness. So, straight out of school, I learned how I started learning mindfulness. I can genuinely say, hand in my heart, that mindfulness has changed my life. It's one of these things that you don't want to do every day, it's one of these things that's like, oh, meditation sometimes, and it seems like a chore sometimes. And you don't see the results straight away. You don't meditate and then all of a sudden you're magically fixed. It's something that you have to stick with. Um, and the first few times I tried it, I completely threw it out of the basket. I was like, "This is a lot of bum." <laughs> I don't want to curse. <laughs> this is a lot of rubbish, and I threw it out. But I kept coming back to it because this is what the doctors told me that would help and i finally bit the bullet downloaded the headspace app sorry if you can hear my housemates next door. <laughs> i downloaded the headspace app and i started meditating every day i started too big i would recommend that if you're starting meditating start small start with three minutes then build up to five minutes then build up to seven minutes then 10 minutes that's that's how i eventually got myself to stake group mindfulness um now some days I even find myself craving meditating, which is mental, especially at the start. If you told me that, I would have told you to get the boat. But anyway, and then so for a DBT, I saw a one-to-one counsellor, um, a psychologist, and I was in a group setting with two psychologists, um. And we ran through the program. It was mindfulness. So we kept coming back to mindfulness every couple of weeks. And then we'd alternate between interpersonal relationships, emotional regulation and distress tolerance. They were the main ones. Um, I hope we're not forgetting anything now. Half <laughs> the bat. But they really helped. They helped lay skills to make me able to live my life again. Like little things that helped me in crisis modes or helped me eventually wean myself off self-harm and and get away from target behaviors the only problem is normally when you have a target behavior so mine was self-harm that's what I will be calling them target behaviors but um when I got rid of self-harm you subconsciously develop another target behavior you develop something that normally replaces that so for me I got obsessive over food um not so much that I would I would like not eat because of how I looked, even though that did play a huge part in it. Uh, I was never happy with how I looked. But it was because I felt like if I restricted my eating, I wouldn't feel emotions as much, which does happen, but it's not a healthy way. And it has so many bad psychological effects on you. So if you're listening and you're struggling with your eating, like honestly, you will feel so much better if you get it back on track um I had to keep a food diary so I had to eat like write down everything that I ate every day um to get myself back on track I focused on eating to fuel my body and eating nutrients because that was much easier for me to start eating again um and then eventually I started feeling like ashamed for bad foods that I was eating and I I made myself feel guilty I had to break this with sitting with the unjustified guilt um then from there I went to mindfulness based stress reduction, mindfulness based cognitive therapy. Um I ended up in day hospitals, so I never actually stayed in a hospital overnight. I did the day programs because I didn't want anybody to know. Like I really struggled with like feeling like a failure and feeling like, oh, how can I not look after myself? How can I how can I not understand like how can I be in this position? Like, people are going to hate me, people are going to not understand, people are, I just, I was just in a horrible place of, like, I how am I going to get better? I can't believe that I have to take some time off work to be in hospital during the day, like, nine till, I think it was, like, half nine till four, I don't really remember, maybe ten till four. <laughs> um. But Monday to Friday, I was in hospital learning how to, like, put things in place so that I would have a life that I felt was worth living. Um, saying it out loud is a bit daunting, to be honest, still. But I feel like if I talk about it, it makes it a little bit more acceptable for other people to talk about. I know when I heard people talking about mental health and things that they had been through, it almost gave me permission to share what I had been through. Oh yeah, in the day in the day hospital, um, we learned things like drama therapy, art therapy, music therapy, um, we did, like, foundational groups, like, so, compassion-focused therapy, how to be nicer to yourself, how to change your inner critic, um, like, different, like, skills for your, to lower your emotional vulnerability, um, skills to interact with people, it was just jam-packed, um, and, like, I'm really thankful for all of the skills that I learned, because now I don't even think about them. Now they're second nature to me. But if I think back then, like I was almost like a different person back then. Um, And I finally feel completely, not completely, but I feel in control of my emotions. I feel like I can understand and I have the awareness to notice what's going on and to be accepting of what's going on. Um, And I think from that sense of awareness, like the emotions don't have as much control. So that's really enlightening and I'm kind of watching it. Okay, today I don't feel great. Today I feel a bit heavy and down and just crap. Sorry, I know I said I wasn't gonna curse but <laughs> um Alright Eva. My housemates giggling away. Alright, Eva, you feel this way. What do you need to do now that's gonna make you feel better? Anyway, I got better, bunny ears got better um for a little while ended up back in day hospital again I think I did another 10 weeks and um, then I I felt strong enough I was going to, to just counseling every so often getting checkups getting checkups by a psychiatric doctor I was put on different meds as well but personally meds never really suited me I was never very good at taking them because I would take them for about a week and then I'd be like oh, I don't need these like I don't want to be reliant on these um oh the meds are bad meds help a lot of people but for myself I I just couldn't grasp the idea that I would need to take medication for for the rest well I thought it would be for the rest of my life and I'm just really stubborn and I was like I want to do this by myself if I took the meds and and stayed consistent with the meds like I don't know if my journey would have sped up and if I would have felt better before but it just personally wasn't something that I was able to stick with but I do know a lot of people that they've helped so I have nothing against them but I just I struggled personally with it Um, then I did two two different rounds I love how I say rounds but two different courses of art therapy I found art therapy really enlightening because it kind of taught me how to bring what was bubbling up underneath everything that I consciously knew um like a, there was a motion hidden underneath it and I would only really notice the emotion after I had completed an art piece um so I might draw something and then look at it and be like oh my god I actually relate with this this is weird um or I would paint with something that had loads of darker colors and I'd be like oh maybe my mood's a little bit more solemn than normal or things like that it was really interesting then I kind of went back to my doctor and they, I was at breaking point I was like I have done all of these different things. Like, you can't put me into one of these courses and I won't know what to do. How am I still struggling? How is it still here? How am I still in this place all these years later? And they, they, said, they were like, oh, we have another course that you haven't tried. It's schema therapy. It's, it's a follow-on from DBT for people with borderline personality disorder. I was like, honestly, like anything to help. And... I started schema therapy and I'm not going to say a light bulb-, bulb clicked because schema therapy was one of the most hard like most difficult things that I've done um because I had to face a lot of things that I was running from and a lot of things that I was refusing to accept and a lot of things like old pain and old hurt that I didn't heal from that kept bubbling up in my day-to-day life so for example a friend might cancel plans and then all of a sudden not only did I feel the pain of my friend cancelling plans last minute I also felt the pain of my dad having to move out and me missing him and and wanting attention from him or wanting attention from different people from all my breakups from all these lists of different things that I was constantly wanting and like a build-up of pain like it didn't fit the facts to the situation my friend needed to to cancel plans. But all of a sudden, I was abandoned again, and nobody loves me, and oh, like oh, I'm just a burden. She clearly didn't want to spend time with me. Like it just, it just, just broke me. Like, to be honest, <laughs> um, every little thing was hurting me so much, um, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. So, schema therapy helped me go back and heal from a lot of my old pain. It helped me realise that I was still carrying around things that were very heavy that I no longer needed to carry. Fair enough, there was lessons learnt and things shouldn't have happened the way they happened but they did. And you can either choose to let that destroy you or you can choose to work hard and heal from it and learn from it. And things get so much lighter, things get so much easier easier once you let yourself feel things and let yourself feel what you are afraid to feel. So what if you're sad for a little while or so what if, like, you break down or that people see you emotional? Like, that's not the end of the world. I had to learn, like, I had to learn that all over again. I had to learn how to be vulnerable around people. I had to slowly peel away this happy bubbly Aoife and kind of test with my friends what it would be like to feel sad around them or what it would feel like to express a inverted commas negative emotion like a painful emotion my friends weren't used to that my friends weren't weren't really used to that side of me Um. another problem is I never drank till I was 18 but when I was drinking after I was 18 anytime that I got a little bit too drunk or I had a little bit too much to drink like all of this emotion that I was bottling up would come out and it was disastrous if you're struggling with your emotions honestly like I had to give up drink for a long time and it just really didn't suit me but I'm hoping to share some of the things that I learned along my my road to discovery um, not my road to discovery, but my road to feeling well again. Um, and I really hope to share all of the information that I learned in the many different steps that I took to feel well, because it it has been a long road, and like it's, it's so funny that in the middle of a pandemic, um, after spending a year <laughs> in a, a shared house in my own little room been forced to spend so much time with myself um, and this is something that I've for so long Um, all this time I've I've actually healed I not f- like nobody's 100% all the time but I genuinely feel like I've healed like a lot and I've grown and I'm much stronger now than I, I have ever been and I've kind of had time to review all the skills and review all the information. And overlooking it again has almost reminded me of some of the skills that I've forgotten. And I hope that through these podcasts I can I can share my healing with you. Or your friend or somebody that you might know that might be struggling. Because my my outlook is if these could help me out of a huge dark place or a really dark place they could help anybody they could help even people that aren't struggling with these pain or they these emotions it might make life a little bit easier for them so hopefully you find something interesting in the podcast to come and hopefully you find something that helps you um i hope you have a wonderful day and do me a favor ask yourself what are three things that you are grateful for today i hope you have a lovely day and we will chat to you soon thanks for listening i really do appreciate it